0: Welcome to Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast, a series of interviews and
1: monologues featuring the leaders of the at-home child care industry created to elevate agencies, caregivers, and the families they serve. Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast is here to provide you with the child care industry best practices to be clear, concise, and immediately applicable. Here's the host, Danny J. Nanny, author, speaker, and creator of the Next Step System for Agencies.
0: Hi, and welcome to Nanny ABC's Next Step. I am your host, Danny J, and as always, more about this episode can be found at www.nannyabcs.com slash blog. And this podcast is powered by Nanny ABC's, the only personalized professional A to Z training specifically created to solve agency pain points, helping care succeed. Ginger Swift started ABC Nannies after a successful, albeit short career, and software consulting sales. Having been a nanny during college, she wanted to create a boutique nanny agency and went on to start ABC Nannies in Denver, Colorado. From the start in 1994, she made sure that both her nannies and families were getting top-notch service and care. ABC Nannies is one of the first to have quarterly nanny events. Her agency has won the Association of Premier Nanny Agencies Agency of the Year twice. She's served on the INA's board, that's the International Nanny Association board for two years, and just completed 14 years on the Association of Premier Nanny Agencies board in 2020. Ginger is passionate about the nanny industry, having been a nanny. ABC Nannies and Domestic Inc. is Denver and Boulder's premier domestic placement agency, specializing in nannies, night nannies, doulas, household managers, housekeepers, and more. They strive to represent only high quality professional childcare experts for full-time, part-time, temporary, and on-call assignments. And today, Ginger Swift is our guest. You can already see why this episode is so exciting. Ginger walks us through how and why she started ABC Nannies. We dive into often overlooked aspects to creating a fulfilling nanny and nanny agency experience. Ginger shares a few stories that help break down how an agency can be a key component of a caregiver's success and how to be a champion of nannies. She even gets me to explain why I love the word connect, connect, connect. As always, please enjoy our episode and stay to the end to get your five immediately actionable action steps based on today's episode, including Ginger's advice on accomplishing goals. Enjoy. Ginger Swift, thank you so much for joining us on the Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast.
1: Oh, I'm so happy to be with you here today, Danny. We're going to have fun.
0: Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you being here because you own ABC Nannies, which is the inverse of the company for my name, but you've, you've done so much. Could you tell us a little bit about uh, your history in all of this?
1: Sure, sure. So um, actually, I knew I wanted to start a nanny agency when I was in college in my 20s. I told all my friends I'm going to start a nanny agency, and this was back in 1987, And they were all like, you're crazy. You can't make any money doing that. Um, And I'm like, nope, that's what I'm going to do. I'm putting it out there. So before I do that, I better make some money. So I went into sales because that's where you can make a lot of money. And I sold computer software, and I was really successful. And then I also worked for a staffing agency because I thought, you know what, I probably should learn how to do staffing because I have no idea. So I did that for quite a few years. So it was really fun um, having that background to start ABC. So I didn't launch ABC till 1994. This was way back when, Danny. like there was no internet. Can you imagine? There were no websites. This was back where my biggest decision was what size yellow pages. God, do I want to do? And let's just hope people call me. So it grew very organically over time. And we are, gosh, uh, only a few years away from our 30 year mark, which is crazy.
0: Wow, that is, that is super crazy. When I was just looking up nanny agencies as a nanny, I mean, ABC nannies comes up no matter where you are in the country. Uh, looking up, like it's, a, it's amazing. And I do really love uh, the Yellow Pages story about how important that was. Did that have any influence in h- how you named your company? Because I think A ABC's beginning of the Yellow Pages.
1: It is the only reason our company is called ABC Nannies is because of the Yellow Pages. I will say like of all my decisions when I started the company, coming out with a name was the hardest. And I actually had a different name at the beginning, Nanny Care, which I thought was really great. And it turns out there was a nanny care in California. And they said, hey, change your name, cease and desist. And they were a member of the International Nanny Association. I thought, what nanny agency wouldn't belong to the International Nanny Association? And so I immediately trademarked ABC Nannies nationwide so that I can keep this name in case we ever want to expand.
0: Yeah. Well, fun story for everybody else. I reached out to you a long time ago, and then there was a gap in between us communicating and when you you reached out to me and you were like, we should have a meeting, I was excited because I know that you're the former president of APNA, uh, the association of premier nanny agencies. So I was like, this is amazing for me. But at the same time, since my company is called Nanny ABCs, I thought maybe she doesn't remember any like any of me reaching out and she just needs to give me a cease and desist and let me know that the, this is not good. And uh, you were very nice about it. Uh, I will remind you before you say anything. So so you don't, you were like, yeah, it's it's totally fine. You're in a totally different lane, but I don't, I don't ever want to open up a nanny. Like I, I'm actually, why open up a nanny agency? It seems to me so insanely
1: difficult. It is difficult. And I actually thought about doing a sales recruiting staffing agency I would have made so much more money and it would have been so much easier. Um, but I think it comes down to making a difference in people's lives. And that's why I don't sell software anymore, because believe me, I would have been much more successful monetarily doing that. Um, but at the end of the day, who cares if you sell like, you know, software that does whatever, um, But if you get a nanny in your home that, like, helps raise your kids and, like, is part of the family and changes your whole dynamic, like, how great is that? And the nannies I had for my kids were amazing, so much better than me. And I'm so thankful they were in our lives.
0: Well, how did you find the nannies for yourself? I I, I was actually going to just bring that up, that you've had nannies, so you know firsthand how Important that, did you have nannies before you started the agency?
1: Um, No. So I started the nanny agency before I got married, before I had kids. And when I had children, I took some time off. I mean, I was still doing the billing and marketing for the company, but I had a placement consultant that was doing all our staffing. And so she's the one who found me, my nanny. And she found me an 18 year old nanny who no one else wanted to hire because she was so young. But she had worked in her mom's daycare for five years. And she was literally probably one of the best nannies still to this day that we've ever represented because everyone tried to steal her from me once they saw how great she was. She was just, you know... Uber responsible, more responsible than all my adult friends. (laughs) And my kids loved her and she was great. She was phenomenal. And I would have had her. I really seriously considered having a third child just to keep her. That's how great she was.
0: Uh, That is amazing. Uh, I'm glad she was so great. I do really love hearing that you considered having a third child because I have heard that before from families that have had amazing nannies that were like, this is doable. Uh, and we don't want this person to leave. I, I think remember. I
1: cried more than she did when the day ended and she had to leave.
0: <laughs> because I mean, it's big. I bet your your kids were upset too. Did everybody stay in contact with each other? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. We're still in contact. So, you know, we, we had a party for, her. we invited her family over, we made it a real celebration and you know, she's always going to be in our lives. And then you know, I needed a part-time nanny. So we got a new person in who was phenomenal and we're still in touch with her and she's still a nanny and she moved to Boston and got married recently. So, you know, families needs change. And when that happens, sometimes you need a different nanny, but there are lots of great nannies out there. And, you know, I really believe it takes a village, you know, you want to have a lot of people in your children's lives to make their lives better.
0: Yeah. People think nannying on the outside, there's so many misconceptions about the nanny world. First, I think people think you have to be rich to have a nanny and that anything below super rich means uh, you should do something else, which is completely untrue. And then people think nannies are often, I mean, the way that they're portrayed in movies is a young girl who has no desire to be a nanny and just needs a job filler. But there's plenty of people who take this profession amazingly seriously. This is their occupation, their career, what they're really good at. It's hard for that to shine through, to to ripple out into the world at large. Also, I have to say that I really love that you hit on that she was 18 and had very little or maybe no nanny experience, but had lots of experience in daycare. And I think but that is one of the critical things about nannying is there's that catch 22 of have you been a nanny because experience equals quality. And that's not necessarily true. And you can take someone that has other child care experiences and you can just give them the information. Absolutely. Uh, I know that uh, ABC nannies really takes care of their caregivers. And was there any insight to that that you got from like the corporate world or like did you just know that that was important how did that come about
1: um to me it just makes sense I mean the most important thing we're offering is nannies so if we don't have a community if we don't have a relationship with these nannies why on earth would they ever come back to us or work with us in the first place? So it just made sense to me, which is why from the very beginning in 1994, we did an annual nanny picnic. We had a nanny directory way back when so that nannies could communicate with each other because maybe because I had been a nanny in college, I knew how isolating it could be. It's really important if you want your nanny to stay that they have peers that they can hang out with and do things with. Otherwise, they're going to probably get lonely and leave. So for me, I needed that. Yeah, the community. Yeah, the community. So we created a community here in Denver for our nannies so that they had that if they needed it. Not everyone needs that, but I think most people do. Because being a nanny, as you know, Danny, it can be really isolating.
0: It's uh, amazingly isolating. Before I was a nanny, when I was doing all my other child care type things, after school programs, uh, camp, all of these things, Uh, being with kids all day was like not a a problem in my mind but being a nanny you're actually generally with the children much longer there's a different relationship there sometimes you're the bad guy and you set up boundaries and responsibilities and there's all of these things it's really isolating I remember feeling like a four-year-old was my best friend just because he was around all the time absolutely
1: Uh, absolutely so you know, we created this community. And actually, since then, um, we have now a very vibrant community of nannies here called Dana. So it's uh, at some point, it kind of grew a life of its own and we're like, okay, you guys run your own little nanny community and we'll support you however we can. So our quarterly events have turned into more kind of annual events. So we still do our nanny picnic where we bring in the snow cone guy who's been coming literally for, you know, over 20 years. <laughs> He's like getting old and gray and retired, but he comes out of retirement once a year just to do snow cones for our event. We bring in entertainment and nannies bring their charges and they all know each other now because they've been coming to this event for years. So it's really fun for us and for them. And we've always invited other nannies. They don't have to be placed by ABC to come to our events because we want to get to know them and we want the opportunity to work with them in the future if they're ever looking for a job.
0: That's uh, amazing and wonderful. I'm, I'm so glad that you do that for the community at large. That even shows how strong the community is that the snow cone guy not a nanny, is even he's always willing to come out still. Yeah. So for nannies, why would it be important or to their advantage to even work with a nanny agency? I know a lot of caregivers are hesitant about it.
1: Yeah, I don't get that, Danny, because it's free for them. And we have like these great families and these great jobs. And sure, you can maybe find jobs on your own, but we're an advocate for our nannies. So when a nanny comes to us, we want them to get paid benefits. We want them to get paid time off. We don't want their hours banked, you know, and we educate clients. so They don't do those bad things. So it's hard to advocate for yourself. And we are an agent for the nanny and we are going to make sure they're going to get not only a great job, but that they're protected. That's why I think every nanny should really consider working with an agency.
0: Having support that person in your corner, the agency there to help guide families kind of like into a funnel of a family, not knowing anything about what this entails. They don't, families don't realize when they have their first child and they, they go, we need someone to take care of this child that we're starting a small business in our house and we have executive responsibilities
1: you know we've always been a proponent of legal pay but there's still i'm sure families that are like oh we're just going to make them an independent contractor yeah no (laughs) we want our nannies to be able to buy a house one day or get a car and get a loan so they really need to be protected
0: in my course on like laws rights and like compensation it's all like packaged together there but i know like personally like the nannies have reached out to me so this one True, uh, broke up with her boyfriend. Now had to find a different place to live, and really hard to get a, an apartment when you don't have pay legally because there's no paychecks there to verify anything. You know, a landlord isn't just going to be like, "Oh, I 100% believe you," and saying that you're a nanny. Uh, Just the way things are, it's not the most credible uh, way to be like, this is a 100% guaranteed job. I do it. Don't worry about it. So many things that a nanny should consider, like their short term goals and their long term goals, because anything could happen at any moment.
1: Absolutely. I mean, one of the things we've always been a proponent of is in the nanny agreement with the family. So in our agency, if a family does not do an agreement with their nanny, we will not honor our guarantee. We're like, look, we're not giving you a choice. You need to do this if you want the guarantee and we're happy to help you. We'll give you guidelines, but we want you to put in writing how you're going to handle paid time off, how you're going to handle what the nanny's responsibilities are, because we don't want the nanny to go in thinking they're doing one thing and all of a sudden they're now the cook. They're now the housekeeper. Hey, wait a minute. We didn't talk about those things when we hired you. We want to make sure the nanny is respected for what she is hired or he is hired for.
0: Thank you for that. That is amazingly clever. I think too, to have that the nanny agreement is a must for the guarantee. That is just one of those things uh, that I really like about like business stuff. Like your strategy mind is um, amazing. it, It has to be to have an agency uh work as well as yours has is there any advice in like having an agency for anyone that does
1: i mean you're gonna you really have to love this and what you do you know i think any that would be my career advice for anybody in any field you kind of love what you do otherwise it's very easy to burn out in this industry you need to find what you love and i love helping nannies find great jobs i love Helping families find great nannies. And it gives me a lot of satisfaction. I could sleep at night. I feel great about myself. So you just have to love what you do. But creating that community, I think, is really key. Yeah. Yeah. Both your families and your nannies. I think we do a better job with our nannies than our families. We probably could do better at creating a um, network for our families. But I think families these days that use nannies are so busy, they're like, just find me a nanny and bye, see you later. Um, but nannies, you know, we've worked with the same nannies for now 20 years. It's so cool. I mean, Cindy Wilkinson, one of our former INA nannies of the year, we have placed her like over eight times and these have been long-term jobs, like they've been great jobs. And it's nice to see her at our nanny events and to continue to work with people like her that are career nannies that love what they do.
0: Yeah. That's really important that families, that is really hard. To do, to like uh, curate a community for that, that would be crazy. Uh, nannies all the time ask me if I do what I do training-wise mm-hmm. for families. And I go, no, they don't have the time. This is why they like they hired you. They hope that you are the expert in all of this, which as you talked about, that's a lot of what I do is the nanny empowerment to be an advocate for yourself. And I think nannies have so much power in the house to guide how it all works, how it all unfolds of being like, oh, you know, like I could have paid time off. That's, that would be such a difficult conversation to have for a nanny with this family because a family holds like all the cards in your mind and learning some of like those corporate type skills of like how to talk to an employer. You know, people think of this all as like family, like very family oriented And you think like all of those business things don't apply. But there's a lot that I've learned business wise that go directly into having a really good uh, relationship with the right boundaries and the right respect and responsibilities. Because I, you know, one of the silly things I do all the time uh, is that I always ask for time to connect with a family instead of being like. Could we talk a little bit later, or like, do you have some time to meet, or whatever? Any of those things. Those things sound so scary.
1: I do. Like, like alarm bell. Oh gosh, why is my needy leaving? Why are they unhappy? <laughs> yeah,
0: and like just saying the word connect. It's amazingly disarming. It's easier to say, and it's easier to hear. And it could be, like it. it could be like a really big, hard conversation, or it could be something like really simple. That's like, hey. I saw this is on the calendar. Uh I don't know if we can fit all of this in. Like, could you help me out that day? Of which that uh that request would be. Uh, really hard. I think generally for a lot of names, but if you're empowered and you know how to advocate for yourself, that's a bonus for the family Uh, asking for things and letting them know things lets families know that like it shows that uh, you are like in this to win it, that you actually care a lot and you get a lot more respect from families when you bring things up.
1: I might add that to our agreement connection time. How often do you um, advise to do connection time, Danny?
0: Uh, uh, all the all the time. Uh, as, you
1: know, you <laughs> actually get a very too busy client. So, so let's say you have two CEOs that you're working for. Trying to get five minutes of their time can be really challenging too. So do you say, hey, every Friday before I leave, can we have five minutes? Or what do you suggest?
0: Uh, I think so. I think advocating for yourself is amazingly important. So you do that any way that you can do that. So if it starts off with saying, you know, do you have five minutes on Friday mornings to connect for a minute so we can go over things or maybe you don't even say that much, but you just ask for some time to connect and see what's good for them. Uh, That just starts the ball rolling and you can figure it all out from there. I love it when a nanny comes in in the morning and is like, hey, is there anything I should know for today? Because that takes like a lot of that stuff off the table of miscommunications and when a parent forgets that there is something that day, like they let you know then, but they also like, they have some responsibility in letting you know that things have changed or that this is happening. I love is like when the kids really know like a lot of what's going on and they can like help you out.
1: They're the ones that tell you.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They're like, oh, this is not the way to do this. Or like, you know, you drop them off at soccer practice and you're like, do you know where we're supposed to go? And they're like, yeah, it's up here. Just go a little bit further. That's my coach right there. You're like, oh, great. Uh, I've had Family, I've had a a parent that had to do the pickup when I wasn't there and was like, How, where does, (laughs) where is this field? How does it work? Because a field, there's not necessarily like a parking lot right there. Back to what you were saying though, just connecting, you just have to start by asking for it. And you then you have to think about what works for you and what works for that family best if things are just like slipping through the cracks or even worse if things start to get tense because something small has happened i think there's like this 5 day window where something really small can feel like you've been totally disrespected and this is not the job for you and as soon as you realize that there's something to bring up i think you immediately as soon as you can need to bring it up and ask for like a moment to connect to just go over whatever in whatever capacity i've had a thing where a, uh, a family uh i bought the wrong type of cheese and the mother was mad at me for buying the wrong type of cheese because she told me she, this was not the cheese for their family which this is cheese in the first place and very crazy and like for for me to have like feel so offended about it too And also, uh, I'm going to say this as a nanny that knows what's going on, that she absolutely told this to the nanny before me and not to me. Like there was, I'm very thorough about asking everything that goes into refrigerator, taking pictures now that that's on my phone and available, writing down brands, doing all of that. So I really uh, think that that's important for caregivers to not just like, know like the things that they need to get, but also to get, to ask Like, is there a certain brand you like or things like that? Because in the same vein, I bought uh, paper towels for a family and I just bought the ones that were at the store, uh, easiest to grab. And they were like, I know that this is really silly, but my husband prefers bounty. And next time, could you do that? And I was like, oh yeah, absolutely. There's like always another question to ask them. It's happened with haircuts. Could you get our son a haircut? Yeah, absolutely. Get home and be like, "Danny, the hair is so short," and I didn't think to like ask like, "Is there a hairstyle we're going for?" There's always like another question to ask. Absolutely. And when you start small, it it becomes much easier. Advocating for yourself is a skill you learn and you progress with, and it starts by the smallest things about like, "Hey, where does this go?" Like that's a that's a question that like asked and answered. It it seems like nothing but asking those small things build up to like being able to advocate for yourself in like harder moments.
1: <laughs> that kind of makes me think of family preferences. It'd be really smart. I don't know if you have this a family preference chart with all the things that are really important to them, whether it's, you know, paper towels, toilet paper, but also, you know, places to go food, they eat, Fast food places they don't want their kids at, you know, fast oh. food places that are good because some families, as you know, are like, no fast foods, you know, only healthy yeah. foods. So, you know, having those conversations are really important.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I actually created, uh a, a call it the family manual. And it's that thing that uh, a pared down version of what your contract really should be of like having all those details, but like it's easy to grab and look at and it doesn't feel right. overwhelming. But in that, I have like, recipes you know it has like what is the wi-fi code for the house
1: oh yeah very- you know
0: <laughs> yeah what's the code to like let uh, someone in uh you know if you have a gate you know like there's a lot of falling backwards into learning the right way to do things my whole thing is like we just give you the information so you don't have to fall backwards into it that's it goes back to this career being very isolating And you figure it out from the ground up by yourself when you don't have a community or know that that's an option. It took me probably like two years before I figured out that there's Facebook groups for nannies. You just don't know what you don't know in it. And, you know, it brings me all the way to like experience doesn't mean quality. I've had nannies that have been a, a nanny for 10 plus years. And they've like, I've done my training with them and they go, Oh That is a so much better way to do this than the way that I've been doing that. Or, oh, that is important. Or that is the way I've been doing it. And that's great that that is the way that uh, we should be doing things. You
1: know, I was thinking about, you were asking the reasons nannies work with an agency, you know, besides doing this work agreement. I mean, most nannies aren't really good at negotiating. We want to make sure they're getting paid fairly. We want them to be paid well. And so we negotiate on their behalf because most nannies don't feel comfortable doing that. And the other thing that is really helpful, I think, is let's say you're a nanny and you go on an interview and you hate that family. You're like, oh, that's, a, but they love you. They want to hire you. And you're like, I don't want that job. Isn't it nice to have an agency have that conversation versus you, the nanny, saying, no, I don't like you. I don't want to work for you? You know, we're able to say, oh, Danny really loved your family, but he's leaning in a different direction. Um, it just makes it easier for the nanny not to have those hard conversations and have someone backing them up.
0: Yeah, I love that you, uh, like that phrase already, leaning in a different direction, that type of thing, its disarming, nobody feels bad with thinking of that. I went on an interview once with, I'm in Chicago. So if we had Real Housewives of Chicago, this woman would have been on that show. I came for the interview. uh, She grabbed a very small like notebook and pen and we sat at their dining room table and she was like, I don't know what to ask you. It's literally what she said to me. And I said, that's no problem. Here's some of the things that you might ask. And here's, you know, those reasons. And so like, I kind of like led the entire interview, which comes back to like, being able to advocate for yourself, like how mind blowing is it uh, for a nanny to walk into a situation where a family has had a nanny before, and this family doesn't know what they want. And that is very common, because you figure all those things out, And then you've had this nanny now for a while and the nanny moves on and they don't remember that like it took forever to figure out all the nuances of this family. There's like different amounts, months of like where you feel comfortable and you think, oh, it doesn't get any more comfortable than this. And then three months later, you're like, oh, there's a new level of comfort with me in this family. And it keeps progressing like that. But families, like they're not in the business of being a business.
1: They're not. And that's why, you know, we spend a lot of time with our families, just like we do with our nannies, asking a lot of questions so that we can really find out their preferences and who might be good for them. Because they might think they want one type of person, but really what we hear is they want something else and they just don't know what they don't know. So I'm glad that you asked those questions because a lot of nannies don't. And one thing I do for our newborn care specialists that I work with is, you know, I give them questions to ask the family because they often do lead the interview because with the new mom, they really don't know what they want because they've never had a baby before. And so they the um, newborn care specialists will often lead the interview um, and pick which families they want to work for, which works for them. But yeah. new families or families that have had nannies before, if they've been unsuccessful, there's probably a reason why. We want to find out what that reason is so they don't keep repeating the bad you know, success, the not lack of success they've had in the past.
0: Yeah. That's hilarious because I also like, we, I give questions, but I also give questions that are frequently asked by families. So you can prepare answers uh, and like, know that this is like, what's going on. I'm like, also like, you know, you should read your resume again. Cause you know, depending on when you've last read it, like they're going to ask questions based on this. Yeah. Like we have to remind Caregivers that sometimes they have had a lot more experience with children than these families, even though this is their child but it might be their first.
1: (laughs) I'd love to talk about the interview because you brought up something really important. You know, when I work with a nanny, I let them know it's just as important that the family asks questions as well as you asking questions. The nanny needs to decide, is this a family I want to work for? So it's really important as a nanny that you write down what's important to you and you ask questions to find out that information to see if this is a family you want to work with. It has to be both ways. It can't just be one way. This is a family hopefully you're going to be with for the next at least a year, if not five or 10, you want to make sure it's a good match and not something you dread for the next year or two.
0: Yeah, how about asking right from the beginning, how long do you think you need a nanny? Families don't often know, or if they haven't considered the questions that you might ask them things that they just might not have considered at all. You're passionate about this. You started an anti-agency. I'm very passionate about this. Like I love helping caregivers do what they do. And there's like so many tips kind of like it's more than tips. It's like the best practices on an interview. I have like this list of like red flags of like, to be aware of
1: those yeah. <laughs> we can compare red flags because yeah.
0: Yeah. Like you just don't necessarily know that there's that there's certain things that mean other things or that you should take that into consideration.
1: Don't you love it when a family tells you we've had 20 nannies in the past five years and you're like red flag, red flag, alert, alert, abort. You know, I was a nanny in college, Danny. I don't know if I mentioned that. And my very first job was on Nantucket, this beautiful island off of Cape Cod. And it was Such a fun summer, but I had no idea what I was doing. And the mom was very quiet and she let me know there was no TV in the house, which was fine with me because I was like, we're going to the beach every day with your kids. That's cool. But I should have known when my friend called me and said, oh, the nanny quit with no notice. And she can't find anybody. Can you be here next week? And then I get there and I find out from the kids, they've had a different nanny every summer for like the last 15 years. They've never had a repeat nanny. There's usually a reason for that.
0: Did you become a repeat nanny for them? Or did you also Um, be like, I'm out?
1: They actually halfway through the summer, they actually were talking about having me come back, which was like, wow. But then, you know, things unraveled for the same reason. Every other nanny didn't come back. So yeah, not a lot of repeat handy for them.
0: Uh, a quiet family could mean that they're just like building up like this arsenal of like, they didn't let you know a bunch of things and they hold oh. that against you sometimes. And it's oh. like, oh, if you had just told me that you preferred this way, I, oddly enough, one of my things, uh, because I love being uh, so, th- so thorough with like a family, uh, if you're like asked to do like their laundry and stuff, You know, I ask like, what settings do you like these things on? Is there anything that you don't wash and dry? And is there ways that you like doing this? And also I ask, how do you like things folded? Because that's like one of those things that you just think everybody folds things the same way. And I can tell you as a nanny, and I'm sure you know this, people do not fold things the same. Just like a, a, a utensil drawer in the kitchen. It's like everybody has utensils. But it's no drawer is in the exact same place or organized in the same way. It all has different things in it uh, and in different configurations. And that is like a big uh, analogy for like family to family. You think all the same things are going on, but it means completely different things from different families. And a caregiver has to take on that responsibility, you know uh, nail that for the family.
1: That's why we used to ask. And, um, I I wonder if we're, I'm not sure we're asking this anymore, but you know, what's your level of messy on a scale from one to 10, because you you don't want to put an OCD nanny in a family's house. that's really messy. They're going to be miserable the same time. Um, if you have an OCD family, you don't want to put a messy nanny in their house. So having the same kind of neatness scale is kind of important. <laughs> I right? really
0: love that because that is something that like you you just don't think about. Like a, a, a nanny might come over for the interview for the first time. And the house could be however it looks. It could look really clean or it could look really messy. And both of those could be anomalies. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I know that you believe in setting goals is important.
1: Yes, I do. Write them down. So last (laughs) January 1st, I sat down with my whole family and we all went around. And I, I have a little notebook that I carry with me all the time. And I wrote down everyone's goals. And then for myself, I have like my five major goals, which are like my home. So under my home, like what are the five projects I'm going to do this year to improve my home? And the next one might be my health. You know, what are the five things I'm going to do this year to improve my health? And then I did another subset goal, you know, my business. What are the five things that I want ABC to do this year that's different, that's going to grow and improve my business? And so kind of figuring out what's important to you and then actually writing down what are you going to do to get there. So this year, I said five times a week I was going to work out, even if it's only for 15 minutes. And it's been hard. I have to tell you, I've failed. I'm probably at like 3.5 or maybe four times a week, but definitely better than if I hadn't set a goal at all. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: I love 3.5 specifically, like how do you (laughs) have workout, but I totally understand. Uh, Yeah. Exercising is so important. uh, I read an article that Richard Branson, the owner of all of the Virgin conglomerate stuff, he says that exercise is the only way that he has like, is able to cope with all of the stress of owning a business. And it, you know, puts you in a good mindset, does all of these things for your body that, you know, you don't even know of why you need exercise. And it's so important.
1: Yeah. I have a t-shirt that's, I'm a runner um, and I don't love running, but it is such a good workout for me. And I like to sweat and I like to meditate. You know, you, a lot of stuff goes through your mind when you're running. It's just really good mentally, but I have a shirt that says running. It's cheaper than therapy. It's good for your mental health, whatever that is. I'll say, you know, there's, it's important to have goals and write them down, but also, I love having a vision and so for since it's almost the end of the year and we're coming on January if you don't have a vision board I highly recommend it. Do you have one, Danny?
0: I was so thinking about that as you said right on your goals and I ha- I'm staring at where my goals are right now that I had all my resolutions for the year and I'm like what a disadvantage because I don't remember what they are and I don't remember if I'm accomplishing them or not and having them in my face all the time is the best way for me to to know what i'm going for and goals i do not have a vision board it's been something that i've uh really been meaning to do for like ever but i don't it's know the so best fun. way to do it
1: it's so fun and i'm actually when i'm going to do it with our nanny community this year where i'm going to host a um, vision board party in our office and give everyone a poster board and bring in tons of magazines and pictures But it's so fun because you just go through old magazines you have and you cut out pictures that inspire you. Things that inspire you and think about like, what makes me happy? What do I want to accomplish? Like if I could have anything in the world, what would it be? So for me, it's a beach house. So like I cut out pictures of beach houses. I put up pictures of the ocean. I also want to meet Bradley Cooper. So he's on my vision board. Huh. I want to go to the Oscars. So I have pictures of me and my you know gown going to the Oscars one day. Like there are different things that I would really love to do before I die and those are on my vision board because I really believe in the importance of visualization. I really believe if you can visualize it, it can happen. And if you haven't read The Secret or seen, the, um, it's actually a really cool like 20 minute video, I think, on Netflix. It is yeah. so cool. I highly recommend it to everybody. It's one of my favorite books ever.
0: Like manifesting stuff. Is that any part of
1: it too? Yeah. It's totally manifesting it. Like, you know, you're not and it's all with goals. If you don't see it, you're not going to accomplish it. If you don't think it, it's not going to happen. So you really need to like look internally, like, what do I want? And, you know, for me in my twenties, it was like, I'm going to have a successful nanny business. I don't know how it's going to happen, but it's going to. And, I put it out there to the universe. Like, this is what I want. This is, I know when I have kids, I would not be a good stay at home mom. I want a great nanny. So I want a great nanny agency to find me a great nanny and I want to run my own business. So there you have it. Gotcha. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's some great lengths to go to have a great nanny. Let's start an agency. The yeah. <laughs> ground up. That's what we're going to do. My question
1: uh, right uh, now, I mean, I'm going to put it out there to everyone. You guys all can hold me accountable. So <laughs> I'm in my mid fifties. I feel really like I'm in my thirties. So I feel like I have a lot more life to live and I want to be a child. So in the next 10 years, I'm going to get it. And so I need to make more money. And so that might mean starting another business. It might mean writing a book. It might be having a successful blog, who knows, but it's going to happen. And so that's my next vision.
0: Uh, Ginger, you're so inspiring. I always love talking with you. For me, this is like, it's just so empowering for me to talk to you. Uh, You know, like you said, you put things out there, you had goals and you've accomplished them. So like, you know, like, and you still have more goals. It's really uh, just like wonderful that you know, you're out there uh, and promoting that that's like something that you should do. Uh, yeah, you're you're so incredibly
1: nice. And I well, could do it. And I'd love for everyone to like make, you know, make yourself happy and find what you love and do it because life's too short not to do what you love. But I think there are a lot of people out there that would be really great nannies that just don't know it. But, you know, and we work with a lot of teachers that worked in the education and it wasn't what, you know, I think they wanted to make a difference in kids' lives. And maybe it's not from being a teacher. Maybe what you need to do is be a private educator and work with kids one-on-one. It's really fulfilling.
0: I think there's a lot of caregivers out there that are amazing with children. Like that is their, like, what they're just, like, born to do. But then working with parents is a very different skill. And that's like the hiccup for a lot of caregivers of like, what makes them feel great about their job? Is this for them? It has them questioning all these things. When you get like a little bit of like insight or like career development or training or things like that, and like you get taught, I just think it's so important people
1: probably now I mean COVID has really made it so hard for families and nannies and these poor nannies we used to ask are you willing to work with a stay-at-home parent and almost every nanny said no well now like I, we don't ask that question anymore because for sure someone's probably going to be working from home right now and so ha- learning how to communicate with your boss in that environment is really important so kudos to you Danny for helping nannies figure that out because it's hard. Can we end on this very funny comic that I brought up today, which is why I was in such a good mood.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: Do you, like, Danny, do you like the far side?
0: Uh, yes, but you I know. know very little. Bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't subscribe to a newspaper, but I am aware.
1: <laughs> so my husband has this um, daily calendar and I'm sitting downstairs in our library and it's on his desk and um, it has a picture of heaven And it has a person going to heaven. And when you enter heaven's gates, um, there's the angel and he's like, welcome to heaven. Here's your harp." So there are all these harps and people playing harps. And then there's another picture with hell. And it has, you know, the devil, welcome, welcome to hell. Here's your accordion. <laughs> and it just made me laugh because like, would you rather hear harps? la, 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 la Or like accordions are fine. But can you imagine hearing that all the time? 24 hour seven. But it just made me laugh.
0: <laughs> well, Ginger, thank you so much for giving us your time today.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, if people want to reach out to you, is there a certain way that they should go about that?
1: Sure. I mean, Ginger at ABC Nannies, it's pretty easy. Um, We do placements just here in Colorado, and we have a really great staff of consultants, and Jamie Dennis, my business partner, who is now the APNA president, um, is also really, we're both just passionate about this industry and making a difference in people's lives. Thank you again for giving us so much of your time today. Absolutely. Thank you, Danny.
0: Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Ginger Swift. As always, here are today's action steps as given to me from our guest, Ginger Swift. 1. Self-Care Most nannies are always taking care of others. Do something for yourself every day. Even if it is only for 15 minutes, here are some examples. Exercise Call a best friend Go for a walk Read a book Take a bath Meditate You get the picture. Two. Set goals. A goal set is a goal met. Write down your goals. You are more likely to achieve them. And I love the way Ginger explains choosing five major goals like home, family, work, business, friends, and then five within those. What are your goals? What do you want to improve? What do you want? Three celebrate your successes we're always trying to achieve once you do something great take time to enjoy that those moments are fleeting take advantage of them pat yourself on the back you did a good job four exercise it helps your body and mind remember richard branson has only achieved everything he does because of exercise Read The Four Agreements, A Practical Guide to Personal Freedom. And live it. Be impeccable with your words. Don't take anything personally. Don't make light assumptions. And always do your best. Thank you again to our guest, Ginger Swift. And thank you all for listening. Remember, subscribe, share, and join us next week on the Nanny ABC's Next Step Podcast. Visit NannyABCs.com to see how we can help you and schedule a chat with me. Till then, cheers.
1: If you would like to work directly
0: with Nanny ABCs or add Next Step to your agency, go to NannyABCs.com to find out more and connect.